0: What's
1: up, everybody? Welcome
0: back to Mile Higher Podcast, episode 152. Today, we're going to be talking about Dr. Gria. We are. We are, and there's a lot to talk about with him. So we're going to be looking specifically at Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which is his most recent documentary, and it's very controversial in the UFO community.
1: It is, and we've talked about him quite a bit, but today we're going to kind of look at a different uh, p- part of his work, really, and probably the most important aspect of it, which is, are, you know, if aliens are here, mm-hmm. if they are in the vicinity of Earth, are we able to communicate with them? And according to Dr. Greer, that answer is yes, through meditation and some other things. So that's why it's so controversial.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge claim. It is. So you kind of need some, what do we always say? Extraordinary claims need extraordinary
1: Right, evidence. Right,
0: and he has quite a bit of evidence, though.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna kind of dig into his past a little bit because I Mm -hmm. I know we've done a couple we've done a couple episodes on on him and some of his work, but we've never really dug into like his past and kind of his background Mm -hmm. either. Because I think it's interesting to look at people that come forward and bring forth really really compelling information and make bold claims like this. I think it's always really interesting to kind of dig into their background and look at you know what Mm -hmm. are the experiences that they have and. You know some of the different jobs and other responsibilities they might have held over the years and kind of how that all ties into where they're at now because i mean anybody can go out and so make a documentary now about anything any subject and make bold claims and say oh you know i i can talk to aliens or that's a big bold you know. claim that's for sure yeah so we're going to kind of examine that question and the other piece of that is you know if if we Think about aliens and we believe that they are here and there's evidence to support that. Well, is there a possibility that some of these alien races or extraterrestrials may be foes as opposed to, you know, Mm -hmm. friendly beings?
0: That seems to be one of the biggest conversations going on in the UFO community right now is are aliens a threat? Could they be a threat? Right. Are we naive to think that they're if, you know, because Dr. Greer. Pretty much believes that they're not a threat so there, there's a big divide kind of in the community right now it's like depending one of on the most, who you hear
1: yeah talking yeah the yeah. ufo world like mm-hmm. since i've been in it is a very almost like toxic community because there's <laughs> it's very like divided like mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on one side that are like we don't know what ufos are there's no evidence that aliens are here or it's aliens that are piloting these ufos so therefore it just remains this kind of unexplained mystery where on the other side You've got a bunch of different people out there, including Dr. Greer and some others that believe that these UFOs are some type of spacecraft from another star system and that there are these intelligent beings from other other galaxies and perhaps even other dimensions that are mm-hmm. here trying to communicate with us. And we just need to sort of reach out to them to establish that that communication.
0: Yeah. So everyone's take on it is kind of different. So that's what we're going to be looking into today is just kind of how what Dr. Greer thinks. And what do we think about what he thinks? And yeah. kind of exploring all possibilities. Because I know our audience is very split on Dr. Greer. Um, it seems like, I mean, most of our audience really likes him and is interested in what he's saying. But there's a big chunk that is very skeptical and have, have even maybe some concerns. And I think that's valid with anyone making these types of claims. I mean, you kind of have to have that level of skepticism in order in order to stay you know, stay rational about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to look at, you know, the evidence that he's put forward. We're going to look at his background, his history, you know, kind of what he brings to the table. And then we're going to kind of give you our opinions on the mm-hmm. whole subject as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is, you know, this close encounters of the fifth kind, which is his CE five protocols, which are used in order to make contact with aliens. Is this a feasible thing? Does it make sense? Mm-hmm. And, you know, do we believe that aliens are here and they are our friends or, is it something we should be concerned about? So that's what we're going to be diving into today.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff that, well, I find it to be fun stuff. I, I think, think it's we so all interesting. Find it to be fun stuff. It is. I mean, I think talking about what the possibilities are is definitely intriguing yeah. to think well, about what the future could look like right. and what could be out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, the ramifications of confirming mm-hmm. extraterrestrials are here <laughs> and insane. attempting to make communication with us are world changing like it's going to change the whole dynamic of the entire planet and the human race big time and hopefully propel us forward or (laughs) it could propel us into chaos and disaster or even interplanetary war according to some people so (laughs) So on that lots of scenarios
0: let's get into the show
1: (laughs) exactly before we get into we got a couple interesting news stories for you but we wanted to first remind everybody we started our own cbd company
0: yes we did higherlovewellness.com if you want to check out our products. We are THC free, so you don't have to worry about that. And we have lab testing on, yes. Um, Well, it doesn't absorb the same way, but yeah, we have lab testing on our our website, so you can see it and confirm for yourself. But we've had great feedback from everyone who's gotten their products so far. Great feedback on the flavoring, which is one thing we're super proud of, is the flavoring of our products because we flavor with terpenes so they taste as close to fruit as you can
1: yeah which if you don't know what a terpene is it's basically the molecule in plants and fruits Mm -hmm. that give it its aroma and flavor so we actually extract those from those fruits in order to infuse our cbd oils and gummies with and our uh, vape vape cartridges cartridges, as well with those natural flavors yeah the wax as as well.
0: well yeah that's a super unique product that we carry cbd wax and we also have terp pens to go with that So yeah, everything's available on our website if you want to check it out. And we'll be coming out with more things in the future. So we look forward to that because we're already working behind the scenes on some new stuff. Lots of exciting
1: stuff coming. This is just the beginning. Definitely. So also this episode is brought to you by Third Love, Upstart, Blender's Eyewear, Pretty Litter, and Candid CO. So let's go ahead and get into this first story. This ties right into our main topic of today. And that is there's been another UFO sighting by an American Airlines flight 2292 in the northern part of New Mexico. is was just doing a routine flight to Arizona and at around 1 p.m. on Sunday, uh, the 21st of February, uh, there was some interesting radio calls that went out. And we'll go ahead and play that now. have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us that I hate to say, it, this looked like a long cylindrical object. that almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. Wow
2: cylindrical
1: object so we're talking about an unidentifiable object that is a cylinder or cylindrical in shape that flew over the top of this airplane at 30 sets or at 37 000 feet
0: does that kind of sound like the uma uma in shape but
1: that was like way that was not where pilots fly that was like an outer space no i, I know yeah but i'm but just saying
0: is it maybe
1: i think a little bit smaller than that probably okay. yeah hmm. so it's this you well know. yeah,
0: obviously smaller than that. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just meant like the shape of it as a craft. Yes,
1: cigar-shaped is what you could say. It's like a cigar-shaped okay. type of UFO that flew over the top of this airplane. And what's interesting is that the FAA hasn't commented on this yet, and the American Airlines uh PR people have already said that the recording in this radio communication was fully authentic. So we know this is 100% real, and also that the FBI is apparently aware of this as well. And I think from a national security standpoint they're thinking that you know he said it kind of looked like maybe a missile which that's really concerning if there's just missiles flying through the air on like a routine flight to arizona over the top of an airplane like that so
0: well if it was a missile wouldn't we have found out that's
1: the thing is that the military there's no military activity at the time and why the hell would they be shooting missiles off in the airspace where pilots are flying with passengers may, uh, yeah what so clearly this thing is something else that we don't know the origin of and
0: there's been no update since of what they even think it is
1: well they're not going to say they're trying to investigate it right now and if they mm. do know what it, if they have more information on it they haven't released it yet
0: yeah and they probably won't if they do actually know what it is and it's something they but don't imagine know about this will probably just disappear like everything else all these
3: other things, yeah. you know
1: well it's getting recorded now and it, i mean i guess it's been being recorded but the fact that we're actually able to get our hands on this radio uh Mm -hmm. audio is actually pretty interesting and i just think of like god these airline pilots must see this kind of shit all the time like and i think they do a lot of them see unidentifiable objects flying yeah there's been
0: a lot of reports just in the last couple years even from pilots seeing stuff you know the audio and you can tell just in their voice how genuine yeah yeah he was clearly like shook. whoa what the hell yeah because
1: i mean you're flying at. Well, i think they fly <laughs> yeah, that at like 600 700 800 miles per hour and up you see at 37, something you've never feet.
0: seen like that would just throw you off so much
1: and they fly that high to avoid hitting objects right you know so what is up there at thirty-seven thousand feet plus just flying around with these passenger jets and that's that's the big question and that's like what we're talking about today is yeah. like what are you know well, is it course, an alien just flying around up there or maybe, is it something else going on
0: maybe i mean of course it could be something military though
3: you know
1: and they're just not saying what it is yeah
0: because why would they want everyone to know
1: and also the, if, if if it is it's probably a big oopsie if yeah, one of their things probably, flew that close to a passenger because i mean probably. But then again, I'm like, if that was military, I feel like we would have already had like an accident where a a cruise missile or something they were testing like knocks out one of our just a passenger jet flying.
2: I was reading this one thing about because it happened on a Sunday and they made a a point about how the military kind of like Sundays are the military's days off kind of in theory. And so they're not likely to do testing. And even if they were, obviously the protocols to, you know tell the faa so they cannot fly planes in that area for that time being or whatever but Mm -hmm. they coordinate that for sure yeah
1: this is an interesting Mm -hmm. point too that another ex-military pilot brought up about this particular sighting is the fact that whatever this thing was it must have been coming at them head on so they're flying through the air and all of a sudden the cylindrical ufo comes flying head on at them and goes up over the top of them because in order
0: it corrected its path
1: Right. It was like flying and whatever it was, was intelligent enough to know not Shit. to f- crash into this plane <laughs> wow. and flew up over the top of it. Because if it came at the side, the pilot's never going to see it. Yeah. So we're going to actually physically see it with his own eyes. And instead, this thing clearly was coming straight at it, wow. but That's then wild. went over the top of it. That must. Can you imagine being no, a pilot, though? Really and can't. you're like, your heart's like almost stops beating because you're like, oh, my God, we just about we could have just died. We could have just been. God, blown I'd the love pieces to pieces by something. a
0: pilot that has seen something
1: i know right it'd be so interesting to it hear what
0: that would be like
1: but it's just so interesting because i feel like every couple months there's there's reports mm-hmm. like this coming out of mysterious objects that are just flying around in in the airspace every yeah. time i go on flights i'm always like god it'd be cool to like look out <laughs> look out my window and see, see some, something yeah. something
0: or terrifying i would be scared <laughs> you'd have to sedate me
1: seriously but
0: i don't i don't know it's interesting how this type of stuff doesn't really seem to make it very far with mainstream media you know and just people's interests like why aren't people more interested in this type of thing don't they want to know what these things are they just think there's got to be some logical explanation so let me just not think about it Right? that's because this kind of stuff it's like it's driving me crazy
1: but that's because we're interested in this topic and a lot of people are interested
2: well
1: well fuck they went on
2: this is our planet, mainstream media news
1: like a year or two ago and literally said the Pentagon was studying UFOs and stuff and nobody gave a shit. I know
0: it was. I know that was disappointing.
1: Like everybody's like, oh, whatever.
0: I don't think people can mentally handle it. So they have to just think it's so oh, it's just like a thing, though. You know, it's like, yeah, it's not really going to be a Well, I think like it's threat.
1: It's one of those things that is just going to be until the masses until the day happens see it <laughs> mm-hmm. with their own eyes. It's yeah. just not going to be real to many people. I know it's going to be kind of this, you know. I don't thing.
0: think people really realize the average person just how many sightings there are and how legitimate they are. Yeah, you know that they can't be explained away. I think most people are like, "Oh, hoaxes."
1: No, it's a very real phenomenon. I mean, there's a whole organization, MUFON, that literally investigates sightings. They get reports of sightings all over the country, thousands yeah. every you know year. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. It's a huge thing and it's been happening for a long time. So,
0: so it's like, are all of those government? Probably, probably some
1: not. are, but all of them? Mm-mm. Most likely not.
0: That's really interesting.
1: This next uh, sort of topic is very interesting, though. This is about Akon. I haven't heard his name in a while.
0: Dude, I love Akon. Like, I was a big Akon fan in high
1: school. Yeah, me too. I love him. So many of his songs. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite Akon song?
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> probably this song that no one knows called freedom it's actually a oh, really yeah. a beautiful song remember yeah. i used to play it for you in high school yeah i love that album mm-hmm. i know like every song on that album by heart
1: remember soul survivor oh yeah of A-Con course that's a real young
0: back <laughs> oh yeah so a lyrical genius i mean that one song it's like gotta break up right now 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 yeah you need to link up right now 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 you should make up right now 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 <laughs> <laughs> but anyway he really is an amazing person and a lot of people don't know this about him but he's been doing incredible stuff for a really long time like yeah years now stuff that no one else in the music industry well a few people but very little people not do on this the type scale of stuff that he's doing with either. their wealth he has done incredible stuff
1: so akon is working on developing a futuristic city in senegal africa that runs off clean energy and also a cryptocurrency that he's developed called a coin.
2: Oh, wow, a coin. Yeah.
1: Literally developed wow. his own. Crypto. His goal is to make, Fucking make Africa, like, bring Africa, uh, parts of Africa that are still struggling to get up to speed with the rest of the world and kind of bring, bring them all into modern times. And, you know, there's a lot of places in Africa that are just, they just don't have the resources. They don't have yeah. the wealth there. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, He's work. he's using his own wealth and his own, you know, status really Mm -hmm. to get other investors on board with this idea of creating this futuristic city that would be on par with like, he's saying it would be on par with like Dubai. Like this thing is really cool. There's actually a video of the 3D model of what this thing might look like. And it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Here's, here's a little clip of him talking about uh, his, his city that he's building. It's pretty interesting.
4: My name is Akon, and these are three steps to building your own city. And we will also be working on the government to... First, you have to have a dream. The project itself is a $6 billion project um, on a 10-year construction Uh, build-out. We're going to do it in three phases. Uh, Three and a half years, phase one should be finished. Uh, That consists of the hospital, uh, the Akon Village Resort, um, uh, the police station, fire station, and the basic infrastructure, like all the roads, lighting, and everything like that. The residential also is a part of phase one, which is condominiums, uh, mansion resorts as well. Akon Lighting Africa actually is what's sparking everything that you see in now. The goal was, okay, now that we have pilots in 16 countries, now let's start building actual cities that Acon Lighting actually will power. One of our biggest donors is uh, the Mwale Medical Center out of uh, Kenya. Um, and Julius Mwale is the owner of that. Um, his dream was always to build a medical city, a renewable medical city. Um, so he came on board and he has a family practice that actually does a lot of investment throughout africa as well who helped kind of bring in the funding for the four billion that we've africa secured at the moment wow
0: that is so impressive isn't like, it like talk about being an entrepreneur yeah you know building your own fucking city and How a philanthropist cool. i mean yeah
1: not doing it for himself he's doing it for the people
0: right and he's making such huge impact wow that is really cool to see I wish we ha- that this was more normal and it wasn't such an outlier for people right. to give back this much people with that type of wealth. Yeah. It's really really cool.
1: It really is and you know I think it, it's going to if if this actually, you know, succeeds and I think it will. He's got 4 mm-hmm. billion of the 6 billion dollars he needs to build it already. Okay. I mean this is going to change that whole continent. Yes. I mean this is a first yeah. start. What's going to stop him from, you know, if this ends up being a huge success to popping up cities like that all over and bringing all the people up to you know the standards yeah. of living that the rest of us are so lucky to enjoy
0: how cool how smart yeah i want to go I
1: Maybe would in a go. few years we can go that'd be really cool i think it's going to take 10 years to build but Damn, yeah yeah 10 years from now maybe we could go <laughs> whip it up real fast. Oh, that'd be cool
0: wow that's really really interesting to see i've always thought akon is just such a cool person and he's always been about the charity forever so
1: And then the whole idea of implementing a cryptocurrency. Yeah, a a coin? Are you kidding me? That's sick. Form of payment. I mean, that's so smart because so many of these smaller countries just across the world, their currencies are just not stable. Mm -hmm. They lose value or they have little to no value with the rest of the international markets. So, I mean, if you haven't realized it yet, cryptocurrency is the as the currency of the future definitely in all forms mm-hmm. you know whether it's bitcoin or ethereum or you know whatever it is i i truly believe that eventually we're gonna see the the whole world move to some type of centralized cryptocurrency well that's the only
0: be- way we're gonna get close to having the power back in our hands yeah exactly to some degree
1: right Yeah. rather than having the world bank mm-hmm. which yeah. we won't get into that but not <laughs> we have an episode on that yeah we do <laughs> Oh, yeah really cool that akon's yeah. doing that and he's you know
0: i can't wait to see it like as it's getting
1: developed it'd be very cool to A-Coin. watch that's really a that's so good well i'm looking forward to seeing akon city yeah one day when it's built looks really cool based on the
0: did they say what ups. it's going to be called akon city oh it's just straight up going to be akon city oh i don't like that he should do like Aconia.
1: well Welcome maybe he to will. Aconia. he said that his Aconia. whole like Premise for it Convictia. was kind of like what Wakanda showed. Like oh, uh in yeah. Black Panther. Oh, that would be so cool. That this was already in the works before that movie came out, but he now uses Wakanda to kind of explain to people what he's trying to build hmm. in Senegal when he you know talks to investors and things like what that. What a
0: forward thinker. Seriously. I love him.
1: Really, really impressive stuff.
0: I'm gonna listen to that album again tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> Supporters music. I need to refresh myself in the lyrics.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Convict
0: music.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and get into Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. But before we do, I want to thank our first sponsors for today.
0: Okay. So we are going to be talking specifically today about Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, which is Dr. Greer's third documentary. His first one was Serious in 2013. And then he also came out with unacknowledged in 2017, which was definitely his most popular. Yeah, I mean, that really trended, I guess. And it was like top on Netflix for a while. too. Yeah, I think
1: he got that was, that's really what put him on the map.
0: Definitely, uh, definitely. at least in
1: the, the public's eye.
0: That's when I really found him. And I remember just being um, just amazed when I saw unacknowledged. I mean, that that film really changed my perspective on things
1: yeah well it, it was a great he did a great job of of compiling all the information around the ufo subject and you know documents i mean putting together the entire story kind of start to finish of you know why why are, why do we care about ufos what are mm-hmm. you know what could they be
0: what evidence is there right. what does the military know the government know
1: kind of going all the way back to roswell explaining mm-hmm. that and, you and know, he had
0: documentation
1: Exactly. Of a lot of it to lots of declassified it. stuff.
0: Yeah, which made me change my mind on a lot of things and open my mind to so many things. I mean, truly.
1: It's a great place to start too. It like is. if you're somebody new to the subject, or maybe, you know, you have a friend mm-hmm. or a parent who's skeptical, or they're like, you know, show me the evidence and you're like, oh well, there's so much. I don't know where to start. Yeah. That's a great Send film to, to have people watch. Because it really does it's so true. Inform you on from a very like factual perspective. because you know he includes a lot of very Mm -hmm. uh, reputable people Mm -hmm. and what they've said it's
0: not just whistleblowers and random people's stories and experiences which that type of stuff is just i understand some of it could be real but it's harder for me to believe right i've been trying to get my dad to watch unacknowledged for so long i think it just helps you kind of i guess yeah introduce you to this world that can be really overwhelming like you almost have to sit and watch it and like Three parts because there's so much information. It's just like a huge info dump. Huge, yeah, it is. Um, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind is a little different. It definitely has more critique because he's making some huge claims.
1: Well, it's it's all of his work specifically
0: versus sharing information about the UFO community that can right. be confirmed and right and yeah.
1: and bringing in other people's perspectives mm-hmm. on the subject. Mm-hmm. It was a more of an unbiased look. I mean, yes. it's still biased in a lot of ways, but it's a more unbiased more look than at the subject. Close encounters, yeah, exactly. And then with Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, this is really like the root of his work and what sets Doctor Greer apart from any other sort of u ufologists out there. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that study the subject. Some of the most notable ones that that I particularly like are there's Richard Dolan. He takes a very like more scientific approach to things. There's uh, Nick Pope. There There's so many different individuals out there who have taken a look at the subject, written books, shared their work on the subject. But Dr. Greer really kind of takes it to the next level. And he also approaches it from a very spiritual perspective. He does. He, which is yeah. makes him truly unique, I think, in mm-hmm. this, this world of mm-hmm. UFOs and, and aliens.
0: But I think that really bothers people as well.
1: It does. It and really does. I can does. see why.
0: I can see why. And yeah. I can see why people are really skeptical because, yeah, I mean, the things he claims are just really, they're really out there. I mean, they're if, if they're all true, if everything he's saying is true, he has some really groundbreaking shit. Like if everything in close, close Encounters is real, this documentary is incredible and really changes your outlook on aliens. But at the end of the day, we really just don't know
1: right well a lot of it is people's experiences Mm -hmm. and what they've experienced first trouble too yeah a lot of it
0: is the experiences
1: and and, you know some of the evidence people would say is questionable and doesn't necessarily you know 100 percent prove anything
0: well it's just like ufo abduction stories you know you cover those a lot on lights out at the end of the day you can't really prove it it's not like they have pictures of their experiences so you have to just take their word for it and that's what a lot of close encounters is is listening to these people's stories and choosing whether or not you believe them. And we have literally gotten many emails from our own followers, you guys that have been on these CE fives. I remember this one girl, she wrote me this long email about her experience and it blew my mind. And she had just gone on one with Dr. Greer and she really saw it. So it's like, if you don't believe him and you think he's making it all up, you kind of have to discount everyone that's involved and everyone that's had these experiences. So, The more the fact that he does have so many people and there's pictures of them, there's photos, I mean, pictures, videos of the actual sightings in his I mean, he has documentation of it. So which which
1: on the flip side, people would say, you know, a lot of the and and we'll get to that later on. But uh, there's a lot of paranormal investigators out there who come at this subject with a very scientific mind. You use a scientific process and you use a very. You know, you use the tools that scientists use to make discoveries every day. And when you do that, unfortunately, video and photo evidence oftentimes doesn't hold up in that mm-hmm. when you scrutinize it that way. And so that's why, you know, you really have to take everything that, even the video and photos, and a lot of this film is photos and evidence that he's taken or captured at these close encounters of the fifth kind expeditions that he does. And, and again, we'll get into that a little bit more later. But let's kind of like rewind things and go take a look at Dr. Greer as a person because you're probably wondering like, why is he called like what makes him a doctor? Like he's Mm -hmm. a UFO guy and he's a doctor. Like what's, what does that even mean? Like, so for one, Dr. Greer, before he really got into all of this, he's, he was actually a traumatologist. He worked as an ER doctor in North Carolina, uh, which was actually where he was born. He's from Charlotte, North Carolina. And he was a doctor for a good amount of time. I believe, I believe for a number of years where he worked in the ER and and that's hence why he's Dr. Steven Greer.
3: Mhm.
0: And then right off the bat he makes a pretty extraordinary claim with his early childhood and this is where some people start to already question him is he claims that on a sunny afternoon he had an encounter with a UFO as a kid and that three other kids suddenly saw a silver oval-shaped craft appear in the sky. And then it was totally silent and seamless and hovered over the sky for a short amount of time. And then it just disappeared instantly. And then the few weeks later that followed, he had a series of lucid dreams, night encounters, and that strengthened his connection with a presence outside of this universe. So he's claimed to always had this bond. And ability. Ability. Yeah. And that's. I totally see where people are like,
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to, especially as somebody who doesn't have any psychic yeah. abilities, <laughs> it's hard for you to possibly wrap your head around this idea that there are individuals that have these gifts mm-hmm. and that self-proclaimed gifts, I guess you could, you should say, cause you can't measure this, right. this ability on any scale of any kind. But I believe that many times people, you know, even from a young age, if they do have some sort of psychic abilities or an ability to connect to, a higher level of consciousness from an early age you know it does happen there's lots and lots of stories of individuals who have psychic abilities from a young age or mediums That's true. Um, so I, I do think it is possible for people to have these these types of kind of unnatural skills that many of us don't have
0: Yeah, I mean, I believe that it's possible. I just, it's hard when, I mean, not everyone that claims they have these things actually can have them. It just wouldn't make sense. Right,
1: right. And again, there's no way to verify this. This was in 1965, so he was about 10 years old at the time when he had his first UFO encounter. But
0: I have to say my gut instinct is to believe him. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just my personal opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, like when
0: he talks about these things, especially the things he experienced as a child, I don't know. He, he sounds very genuine to me, but maybe I'm a fool.
1: But yeah, I mean, there's no way to know mm-hmm. it's, you got to take his word for it at the end yeah. of the day. And, and you kind of look at him as a whole and really decide whether or not he's telling the truth or not. Cause mm-hmm. there's some really good liars out there who <laughs> believe true. the lies that they, the, that they actually tell. They actually mm-hmm. believe these things are real, that they're mm-hmm. actually talking about. So a lot of people, uh, especially in mainstream sources just think he's a, full of it and of course he had a ufo encounter at 10 years old and then mm-hmm. later on uh, when he was a little bit older uh, in 1973 he suffered an injury where he ended up having a near-death experience and during this near-death experience he said he found himself in space where he was experiencing states of bliss and peace and in this state two bright lights approached him and conveyed a deep spiritual message to him and basically it He's, he accepted this message and followed the request to return to earth instead of dying. And basically the message was, you need to go and tell people on this planet about, you know, extraterrestrial life. Like this was his, his mission.
0: That's really interesting because I've heard so many people's near death experience stories and so many of them say things similar to this. Like yeah. they were told you're not done yet. You still have a mission. You still have life to live. You need to go back and send them back in.
1: Right. Right.
0: So that's kind of interesting.
1: And obviously this type of experience would inspire somebody to go into medicine. I mean, it makes sense Mm -hmm. why he went into medicine. He wanted to help people. He wanted to, you know, before he really figured out how he was going to, you know, start talking about UFOs and approach that whole subject. But, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know exactly the timeframe of when this next event happened to him, but later on in the fall, he had another experience following meditation on riches mountain, um, where he was actually brought aboard a spaceship, uh, some type of extraterrestrial craft. Which I, again, people are gonna be like, "What?" Yeah, that sounds seriously. Kind of and it was here that he really learned. He he believes he learned the CE five protocols. This is like where he was. He was shown how you communicate with these otherworldly beings aboard this this basically this abduction way. I mean, it wasn't really an abduction. He went willingly on board. But this is where he got the knowledge required in order to go out and teach the world about how to do close encounters of the fifth kind. It's safe to say from early on, he's been very interested in a practicer of meditation and yeah. specifically transcendental meditation, which is transcendental, transcendental. <laughs> is that right?
0: I think so. Transcendental. Yes.
1: Transcendental meditation Mm -hmm. and he really studied this quite a bit and in addition to that he studied the ancient vedas which the vedas are a large body of religious texts originating in ancient Mm -hmm. india which if you didn't know a lot of people i think it's pretty much proven that hindus or hinduism is the oldest religion Mm -hmm. on the planet and so these texts go back basically to the beginning of time. And it's very interesting because there's a lot of different, I've never read these obviously, but there's a lot of information in there that talks about meditation and how through meditation you're able to achieve higher states of consciousness, which we've been talking about Mm -hmm. on the show lately. And so much so that through this type of meditation and studying the, the Vedas that you eventually can aspire to having the ability to do all sorts of of things that we many people deem impossible to do, like levitating, teleporting, dematerializing, rematerializing, you know, being able to essentially leave your body, uh, remote viewing, astral projection, all of these, all of these different things through the practice of transcendental meditation. That's so cool to think about. So he's, he's kind of an expert on, on that subject and he's studied it. (laughs) extensively kind
0: of (laughs) he is an expert on that
1: clearly (laughs) Mm -hmm. so dr Greer got his bachelor's degree in biology from appalachian state university in 1982 and then later on in 1987 he graduated with his medical degree from james h quillen college of medicine of east tennessee state university so he has a medical license, or he did have a medical license. Uh, he was also a member of the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Medical Society. Mm. And so, I mean, he's clearly a very intelligent guy. I mean, if you hear him speak, he's extremely intelligent. I mean, you have to be intelligent to be a doctor, obviously. But he definitely just seems like he's he's on like a higher level of, of consciousness than the rest of us, I I think.
0: Well, the dude meditates enough.
1: Right. you think that would help. Right. <laughs> So in 1990, he went on to found the Center for the Study of Extraterrestrial Intelligence, or cSETI seti And this was basically a research initiative in order to study and learn how to initiate contact with extraterrestrial civilizations.
0: It seems like an important thing. Like We yeah. should have already had
1: that. Right. And maybe
0: we do, but it's secret.
1: Right. Exactly. And then a few years later, he founded the Disclosure Project, which this is his real, you know, his real mission is to disclose all the public information or classified information that the government has on extraterrestrials, UFOs and other top secret projects, which he calls mm-hmm. special access projects or programs.
0: And that's what unacknowledged is really focusing on. Right.
1: The fact that the government 100% has special projects going on where they're mm-hmm. doing experiments, they're doing, they're studying all types of that different tons things Tons
0: of money is going into like disgusting amounts.
1: Yeah. We have no idea. Millions what and millions, exactly billions of dollars on. going into mm-hmm and we didn't even know we we have the american public has not known about this for a very long time until recently when finally i think it was bernie sanders who actually was able to get the pentagon to be audited and their budget audited and that's when they realized like there's this huge amount of money taxpayer money that's going to these special access projects that we have no clue what they're doing we have yep. no clue what they're studying
0: and that's been happening for a long time.
1: A very long time, years. I mean, mm-hmm. since the beginning, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you kind of start connecting the dots and you realize, okay, well, if the government has has all this money to study, what are they studying? And it makes sense that they'd be, I mean, like we talked about in our last episode mm-hmm. on the gateway experience and, you know, uh, the Department of, Department of Defense and what they're studying consciousness and and all those abilities. To teleport to astral project i mean it all makes sense now they're clearly studying this stuff so there's got to be some element of this that's real why the hell would they be spending all this money
0: definitely definitely yeah yeah and that confirms it the money alone and just the amounts of it
1: right right exactly so his whole mission really is to disclose to the public all the information that's out there regarding the extraterrestrial and ufo phenomenon and Mm -hmm what's actually going on and what isn't being told to us by our governments because for a long time mm-hmm. i mean the government didn't even acknowledge the existence of area 51 no until bob Lazar came out and started talking about area 51.
3: yeah
0: it was a question what is it even real
1: yeah and then yep and yeah, then we found it sure was real
0: yeah it's interesting with dr greer too it seems like he has he clearly has a lot of power that they take him seriously as well because after the unacknowledged came out a bunch more information yeah. came out like it just it started just pouring right. out at that point because that was such a phenomenon every like so many people saw that
1: yeah millions and millions millions of of it. Saw i that. mean
0: for it to be a top trending movie on netflix
1: netflix has 300 million sorry, but yeah. subscribers i think
0: that's that's huge he reached tons of people and that had some crazy information in it not crazy right. information you know what i mean like really he had some bombshells in that thing they talked about conspiracy theories I mean, he went all over the place in
1: that. And really going after the governments mm-hmm. and, and really laying out that the governments are literally lying to you. They're literally mm-hmm. keeping this information mm-hmm. from the public on purpose. And, and it was here's just the proof,
0: proof, proof, Here's proof, the proof. Yeah. And There's, I think it kind of scared them because then yeah. a bunch of stuff came out. And then he said, as soon as they got word that he was working on fifth encounter or close encounters, um, they started putting out a bunch of information on just, you know, their archives, releasing documents and making it public before he could release it because he was going to be basically, they wanted to get the jump on him. So yeah. just, I mean, that tells that validates him a lot more to
1: me, right? That there and was literally able a, to a make response. Movements.
0: Yeah. There's definitely a response.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this, this started a long time ago. I mean, in 2001, there was UFO disclosure that happened at the national press club in Washington, DC. And this was like televised on all the mainstream uh, news site, you know, news t- channels. We're talking CNN, NBC, Fox. Mm-hmm. All these channels televised this National Press Club uh, meeting or press conference where they came forward and they literally laid out, you know, and they had whistleblowers. They had all these government officials that were coming forward talking about the UFO issue and saying that literally, we, you know, we've they are literally reverse engineering extraterrestrial craft and materials that have been recovered and really started. That was like the first time that the public was hearing about this but for whatever reason i mean i don't i clearly don't remember this i was a kid in 2001 and i doubt our parents even even know what this is i bet you they were like this happened
3: Mm -mm. and it did
1: it was on tv and stuff and dr Greer was a a part of this and but is it
0: headline news at the end of the night i don't know probably not no
1: so this was like the first time that because everybody's like when is alien disclosure going to happen and he argues well it's already happened yeah and it's not going to be something where
0: it just is one big announcement it's a slow rollout it's in well, it's controlled
1: mm-hmm. it's controlled and the you know the powers that be that's how they want to do it they want to control the narrative and they want to control the way that we receive the information because ultimately what it comes down to is there's a debate whether or not you know we know for a fact that ufos are real it's a very real phenomenon it's been tracked it's been recorded it's been seen by all types of people from astronauts to pilots to military personnel to just ordinary individuals. I mean, we've, there's a huge amount of people have seen UFOs and you know, there's lots of connections between them with the types of, of craft that they are. And there's clearly something to it. What, what are they mm-hmm. and the way that they maneuver the fact that they're able to literally come in and out of
0: move extremely quick,
1: you know, this dimension or reality, whatever you want to call it instantaneously and then disappear and, and be gone and just
0: materialize, dematerialize right. quickly.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the debate is, well, do we need to be worried about these things? Are these things a threat or are these things coming in peace? And, and who is piloting these things, if anything is piloting them?
0: That is, I think, one of the most interesting debates going on in this community right now is are aliens a threat or are they not? Are they these highly intelligent people? peaceful beings that have no need to be a threat because they are so advanced that there is no need right that they're beyond that they're highly evolved. right or they're not and they're just want to take over everyone they can every other being in the universe right there's that huge split like people feel i'm let's run a poll on our twitter because i'm really curious just you know what do you guys think do you do you think aliens
1: are friend or foe
0: yeah friend or foe (laughs) Or is it like a mix? Do you think there's yeah. some good and some bad? That's yeah. kind of how I feel personally. But yeah, Dr. Greer, I tend to want to believe Dr. Greer because he's really on the side of their friends. And the threat thing is just from the government, basically, to scare you.
1: Well, and and it's it comes back to the military-industrial complex and how mm-hmm. powerful that machine is. And ultimately, he believes that there's going to be a huge interplanetary war and that's like the next thing that's going to happen and likely sooner than later and what what's actually happening is it's a completely staged event where Mm -hmm. we are you know we end up fighting these aliens that are in fact not real extraterrestrial beings from other star Mm -hmm. systems and in fact these are you know military created whether they're Mm -hmm. military created beings or they're military created craft that we end up fighting, saying that we're fighting this interplanetary war yeah. because you know, the military industrial complex constantly wants to be at war. That's what feeds it. Mm-hmm. And so what's gonna be that next threat? Because we
0: literally do make so much money off of war and yeah. unacknowledged explains that too. It yeah. explains how we've done this and stayed in this perpetual state of war and always making an enemy for the American people to hate or people, whatever. Right. And yeah, is this gonna be the next thing that we are taught to be afraid of so that they can control us? Because what does right. fear do? You know, it gives them control. Yeah. So obviously, it's it's a nice idea to think that that all could be fake, and it it makes me. I mean, I do want to believe Dr. Greer that all beings are so evolved that they're these kind. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, theory they come in is peace,
0: like, basically. If
1: they're smart enough to be able to traverse space and time, right across across the universe, then aren't they far enough evolved their consciousness far enough evolved that they understand this universal you know field i mean he really lays out basically that the force is real you know like in star wars he referred to the force well there's Mm -hmm. this force universal consciousness is the other term for it that we're all connected into And higher level consciousness beings are far enough evolved that they don't see any need for Death, destruction, and 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 all of that, because there's abundant amount of resources in the universe. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, once you fit, you get to that level of consciousness, you, just, there's no need. The problems go away,
0: right? And see that I like Doctor Greer's theory on that, and I tend to want to believe him over everyone else in the community because that sounds <laughs> that sounds so nice. It helps my anxiety, but it also line aligns with my personal beliefs and how I felt about it for a long time, even before I heard Doctor Greer saying that. I've always thought. Aliens have got to be way too intelligent to actually want to fight us, you know. If they're they've got to be so beyond that, so it kind of just aligns with how I already felt. Which I'm like, is it just convenient to believe that? Is it naive to believe that? Because maybe maybe they're not. I mean, we have no idea. Well, and he would respond to was, other people, Tom DeLong, for well, example. He doesn't, th- he doesn't necessarily say that they're a.
1: He doesn't actually say that. Aliens mm. are a threat, he but he pretty much does. He implies that, which we'll get that to that in a second. I wanna I yeah, wanna sorry, I'm jumping ahead. No, no, no I want to talk about this, this for a second. That his response to that would be if they were, you know, they have every capability to wipe us out and to take us over if that was their intention. Mm-hmm. And that was they, already they were done truly it. evil or they had some malicious, you know, intention towards us, they would have already done it. So I why haven't argument. they done it? Which is a great argument, but then you know you could go down that that rabbit hole and say well is it possible that governments of the earth or some unknown group has been in in cahoots with these extraterrestrials and kind of keep them at bay because they're all working together in conjunction with one another and obviously there's no proof of that unless you look at you know that that recent report from the israeli guy who's saying that there's a there's an alliance yeah there's an alliance of extraterrestrials and earth's government. So that would make sense in, in that way that there's an agreement and that they just, they don't do anything because there's some sort of council or, you know,
0: treaty like allies.
2: Yeah,
1: basically. Exactly.
2: It
0: makes a lot of sense too. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. I but, kind of feel like if they're advanced enough to come all the way this way, then they're advanced enough to have what, like what do we have that they don't right. right. nothing? Yeah. Like, what is mm-hmm. it? Why would our they oil? waste? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why would they waste our time on us?
0: Yeah, and wh- I mean, some people make the argument maybe they want to like enslave us, yeah. and make us work for what for money so they can. Yeah. I feel like, like money from
2: our planet it doesn't wouldn't work mm-hmm. anywhere else. Like they're smart, but I feel like it again. You're smart enough to like literally create robots right. to do everything. Like, why
0: would you come all this way for? You think our your intelligence would be beyond? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think most people will agree with that
1: yeah i mean it makes complete sense so to go back to this idea of you know let's let's focus on the threat aspect for a minute here so if we think of ufos and aliens as a threat let's let's look at that a little bit more so this has been a narrative that according to dr greer and there's declassified documents cia documents that prove this that they, this has been a narrative that's been in place with the government since you know, Roswell, Cold War times. I mean, there's literally documents saying this is what's happening. And actually there's a really interesting clip of Ronald Reagan giving a speech in 1987 to the United Nations General Assembly. And yeah. listen to what he says here.
5: A great clip. In our obsession with antagonisms of the moment, we often forget how much unites all the members of humanity. Perhaps we need some outside universal threat To make us recognize this common bound i occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world and yet i ask you is not an alien force already among us what could be more alien to the universal aspirations of our peoples than war and the threat of war
0: very interesting for the time to say that, huh?
1: Really interesting. Yeah, I mean, and
0: I mean, if you believe in Project Bluebeam, which is the idea of a faked threat, you kind of think, hmm, has it been in place for a long time? Did he just kind of explain it and kind of start setting it up? Because, you know, who also always said that pretty much exact same quote? Bill Clinton. That was always like his go-to when people ask him about aliens. It's like, well, imagine if there was a threat. Yeah. Would all be, we'd all come together faster than ever. And I used to think, like, right. well, yeah, that's so true. That's so deep. We would bond but now I'm like, hmm.
1: well, it's it's hard because the, if you dig down, you know, into that that whole idea a little bit more, what you're what you're talking about is, you know, the world coming together to form a, a one government mm-hmm. one, you know, coming together as humans to basically work together and to remove all the boundaries and, and borders in order to, you know, unite against this alien threat. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, a lot of people look at it a couple different ways. One, you know, that sounds a lot like this whole new world order idea, mm-hmm. you know, the whole conspiracy aspect of it that the ultimate goal of the elite or the powers that be that they want to it's the ultimate way to control us is to centralize everything into one one government and be mm-hmm. super easy to rule over the people of earth in that way. And You know, when they look at that, that's kind of what they're seeing is they're seeing all the UN, all the leaders of the world coming together saying, Hey, you know what, here's one excuse for us to unite together as people is if aliens attack. So the way Dr. Greer perceives that is that this is like planting that seed Mm -hmm. of that. Well, we need this new world order. We need it in order to come together as people and in order to fight off any threats that earth might face.
3: It's,
0: it's hard because it's so conflicting, Right. Like on one hand, Dr. Greer says that and that this could be this threat and whatever, it's this fake thing. But also he said, he brings up the Kardashev scale in his documentary, in Close Encounters, he brought it up mm-hmm. and that the first step of the Kardashev scale, we've talked about it so many times, I'm sure you guys are bored of hearing about it, but it's pretty interesting. There's this hypothetical scale called the Kardashev scale about humanity advancing and to be considered a type one civilization, you have to essentially be one world power that's all connected one government one language one currency according to the Kardashev scale so we aren't even we don't even register on the Kardashev scale we're
1: well not zero. All, right and, and not only that I mean in he Dr. Greer puts forth that well we do need to unite as people mm-hmm. you know there is this universal consciousness that we all are a part of and therefore we all need to wake up and realize that and unite as human beings but it's It's not uniting under the banner of, you know, our governments and, you know, our countries, but rather uniting as a human race and and being able to eliminate the people at the top. We don't need these leaders. We don't need these people to tell us what to do or how to live. But in fact, if we all come together and
0: you don't think we need leaders,
1: raise our conscience. No, I don't. That's an interesting thought. I don't don't think I don't think we need leaders. I really don't. Tell me more. Well, I, no leaders. I, th- I think there's a, if you look back and you look at, you know, even species of animals, like, they you know, some, ant- some types of animals do have some sort of leadership type roles within their, mm-hmm. you know, lions and things like that. They have, you know, the leader of the pride and things like that. But in essence, everybody's an equal in a lot of ways because everybody contributes, everybody plays, you know, plays a role. So what is, you know, what are they really there for at all? It's to, you know, have a government in order to provide support and blah, 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 blah. But that's gotten twisted along the way. And now it's become mm-hmm. a control mechanism where they can manipulate and control the mass amount of people on the planet. So if you remove all that and we all look at each other the same, and but in doing that, we need to. All wake up and raise our consciousness for that to work. That's the problem. Yeah. We're too primitive. <laughs> yeah. We're too primitive as a species in order to for that idea to work right now. So yeah, that's the idea. Can happen right no, now. No, because right now, I mean, we're all there's a lot of you know people that are just not quite quite there yet on the evolution scale. Where if the governments were to fall apart, it'd just be chaos and violence, mm-hmm. and it'd be just it'd be like the apocalypse. You know.
0: Yes, and some people I think just could not handle. The idea of right. the, the truth
1: about everything. They need that structure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But once you realize who you really are and what we really are, and that none of you know our bodies matter, none of our, you know, all of this superficial stuff we we deal with on a daily basis becomes irrelevant and we realize that there's a universal consciousness that we can all tap into and there's, you know, unlock mm-hmm. the secrets of of the universe and technologies that have been suppressed. Then, therefore, we would be able to rise as a society and become more advanced, much like these extraterrestrial civilizations out
0: there. I don't know if I agree, to be honest, that we could ever not have a leader. I don't know if humans are capable of ever getting to that point.
1: But what if you were able to? But imagine a more evolved human being where their Mm -hmm. consciousness, where people stop thinking about themselves yeah I and guess. start thinking about we're gonna have to meditate others. a lot to
0: get there <laughs>
1: right well that's what he's people his definitely idea is. Don't care right his idea is that the days. more that people raise their consciousness the more that's gonna affect the rest of the population mm-hmm. and make people realize that no we don't need leaders we don't need these people telling us how to live or or what mm-hmm. to do we don't need the government to tell us how to communicate with extraterrestrials or what the actual deal is with them that we can figure that out for ourselves and here's how <sighs>
0: Wow. I mean, it's a dream. It is a know. dream. I want to know if people agree, if you think that there could be a world without leadership, or do we just feel like it reminds me of the Hunger Games. We were just watching the whole Hunger Games series, and you know, they kill off the president, and then they kill off the second runner-up, and it's like, well, do we need a president? Do they need someone to be in charge? Like, Can you even have a society that functions without some type of system like that, or does it all just get too chaotic?
1: At the current scale no you need a leader Hmm. but if you get to a type one civilization where because imagine like the reason why we have so many different systems in place is so that we can make sure people get the things that they need but if there was a way that everybody could have unlimited supply of the things they need then what you don't need anybody to control that you don't need anybody to tell you how much food you can have how much energy you you can use you know all these different things are in place because they're telling us there's a limited supply because the limitations of that mm-hmm. allow them to that's control the true. people.
0: Yeah. If we had free, clean energy.
1: Right. So that's what we're getting to is that on the flip side, when you have the governments and especially these powerful military industrial complexes in place, they're the ones that hold the power. Because not only do they hold the power to obliterate the planet military, but we you know, rely militarily, but they also
3: food,
0: energy, they give us life in a lot of ways
1: that's true but you know th- their narrative with all mm-hmm. of this is that we need to be worried about what's outside our planet because it could potentially be a threat and they're
0: going to protect us yeah
1: right and that's why we need all these weapons that's why we need to spend billions of dollars on defense programs is because we need to be ready for that next threat and that next threat is not going to be on earth it's going to be something outside of earth and that's where you know if you go back to 2017, when Unacknowledged came out shortly after in December, that's when To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science came into play, which is co-founded by former Blink-182 uh, lead singer Tom DeLonge, mm. along with a cast of high-ranking ex-military uh, officials, CIA officials, scientists who came forward and said, all right, we're going to be the authority now that tells Earth about UFOs
0: Mm -hmm. and they've had exclusive government footage released to them to then release to the public. So there's been a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, concern about Tom, which is interesting. I think when it first happened, we were very intrigued by everything he was doing. And we did an episode back then. It would be kind of interesting to dive back into, into the stars. Now that it's been going for a few years and we have some, we have thoughts on it.
1: And they haven't, hard done, they haven't done that much. I love Tom. I'm a huge Tom Dillung fan. But. And I think <laughs> and I think Tom, unfortunately, is kind of a puppet in all this.
0: I kind of do too, man.
1: Because the way he way. presented it was like, oh well, you know, I got contacted by these generals of the military. He though. has
0: a specific narrative.
1: Because and I don't know if that's necessarily his personal thoughts on it. I think he got excited about this prospect of being able to. Yeah. I mean, he's been a big UFO ever, uh, you know, fan and researcher mm-hmm. for a long time. And, and he's written
0: books, fictional books about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But he's been very interested in the subject. Yeah. So when he got this opportunity to start this company mm-hmm. and also team up he with all these the really things. smart people yeah, and kind of be the, you know, he believes he's a part of something that's going to change the world. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to change the world maybe, but is it going to change it? for the right reasons and is it gonna be the truth? Mm -hmm. Or are we gonna get fed a narrative that isn't true in order to make us all believe Mm -hmm. what, you know, because at the end of the day, the people involved with this are a part of these organizations we're talking about, you know, the defense agencies, the, Mm -hmm. you know, intelligence agencies, you know, all these agencies who were classifying all this information for years and now all of a sudden they're like, okay, we'll start spoon feeding the public on what's going on. And you know, they released those two videos mm-hmm. of, you know, Navy pilots seeing these UFOs on their uh their like little radar screens and stuff, and it's like mm. you know, bite-sized. Really, like, it is. It is. Yeah.
0: And what's interesting about Into the Stars too, which a lot of people don't know, is that it's also a media company it's supposed to be. So they're supposed to be creating content around UFOs,
1: and, movies and films. Yeah, yeah, trying
0: to like slowly bring the public's awareness.
1: To it. And, and Tom thinks that they're bringing the public the truth, which we don't know. We have no way no, to know no whether knows. or not what the truth is on the subject. But, but
0: no one—they can't both be right. Doctor right. Greer and Tom DeLong's stories and ideas of everything completely conflict. Right. So.
1: And then we found, you know, we found out that, you know, after years and years and years of the government denying the existence of UFOs, we found out that oh, lo and behold. One of the guys that's head of the the To The Stars Academy, Lou Elizondo, he was the actual program director of this Pentagon program called Advanced Aerial uh, Identification Threat Program. Advanced Aerial Identification Threat Program. I I think is what it Mm -hmm. is, A-A-I-T-P or something like that. (laughs) Something like that along those lines. But it was this program that right in the name says threat. And Mm -hmm. I mean and and sometimes I think people get a little carried away because they're not like these are threats these are but they are implying that it may be a threat and the reason why they were studying it was because these there's unknown objects flying in military restricted airspace that they have no idea what it is. And from their experience Mm -hmm. these are things that seem to not be of this world Mm -hmm. and even have implied they have materials that they've recovered that to the stars has little extraterrestrial materials that. They have no clue where it came from mm-hmm. or it's not made of anything known to this planet. And they're researching it and also basically implying that they have been looking into anti-gravity technology, basically confirming what Dr. Greer has been saying all along, that the military after Roswell, they in fact did get extraterrestrial craft. They got this craft.
0: Yeah. Bob, Bob is Yeah. I was just about to say Bob's been saying it. And eh, come on. I believe Bob.
1: They recovered alien craft. They likely recovered alien bodies, whoever was piloting these craft. And since the 50s, 40s, 50s, the government has been back engineering this technology and therefore they now have that technology. And they're not releasing it or or proving it to us yet, but that's what To the Stars is saying, is that with time, we're gonna show you guys amazing things. We're gonna show you this cool stuff that's gonna blow your minds. This anti-gravity technology, where you're able to bend and warp space-time, which is how these crafts actually fly around in the wind Well, then that where, they do. Is where is it? Where's the? <laughs> right. See
0: some shit. Like it's been it's been years, a while, Tom. Let's go.
1: I know it's been a couple the years. Fuck, and there's Tom. Been too we much. need
0: better intro topics. Like, come on, <laughs> seriously, Tom. Get him on the show. Uh, oof.
1: Well, remember when oh, you went on Joe sweet. Rogan? We watched that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and mm, it's very interesting. That whole interview was so interesting. I I highly suggest watching it because. You can tell Joe Reagan was extremely skeptical of him Mm -hmm. and the whole thing. But he really loves Dr. Greer.
1: Mm, I think he's pretty skeptical. of Dr. Greer, actually. Is he? Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I saw him, he was going on and on mm, about him. But he hasn't had him
1: back on. And and
0: I never saw his actual. He did an
1: interview with him a while ago. It's been like seven years or something. But Mm. he hasn't had him ever. Even after unacknowledged, he didn't have him on. And, And he didn't know about it remember mm. steven oh, right. tyler steven tyler from right Aerosmith i
0: remember that now
1: yeah fucking told joe rogan about he yeah. was like have you seen unacknowledged yeah, and he's, he's like, like yeah, you gotta watch no. knowledge which is interesting because joe rogan is very interested in the subject and he mm-hmm. does have a lot but i think joe rogan's i mean he's a very skeptical dude and rightfully yeah. so and he's had a lot of scientists and mm-hmm. you know he's had neil degrasse tyson who's you know very skeptical about ufos alien and alien stuff alien. and that aliens are here so i think his mind's been filled with a lot of you know, academic people and really, you know, people that approach things very rationally, and so he's kind of split mm-hmm. on the issue. But I he also had Bob, he yeah. had Bob Lazar on. Yeah, Bob Lazar on the show and mm-hmm. and talked about it. And I think Bob Lazar, having Bob Lazar on and hearing his whole story and what he worked on at Area Fifty One, really kind of like solidified that. Okay, you know, I think Joe Rogan absolutely believes in ufos i think he believes in aliens and all that but i think he's skeptical especially about the idea of communicating Mm -hmm. with aliens and that there's anybody on this planet that's actually been with one that's understandable i'm skeptical
0: about that too i mean i believe in aliens 1000 percent, but i don't know quite you know are they really among us i don't know haven't seen enough for myself but God, it would be great to interview Dr. Greer. I wish we could get him on the show. And I think we can. We've literally like talked to his agent before, but we don't have good Wi-Fi in our studio, guys. Yeah, it's we're janking here. We're
1: working on that. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. well, we, I know we've covered him so much. It's like, why don't we just have know, him on? and the,
0: he literally said he would. Tell his. Yeah, so, we just can't do... Even Gabby Hanna has had uh, Dr. Greer now. Right. We well, got to catch will, up.
1: We will have him on, hopefully, in the near future. You know? Whether it's in person or it's a, a remote interview. But
0: Yeah, that would be great. I think... I think you guys would really enjoy that.
1: And I would really enjoy it. Cause if you haven't heard him, then, you know, I think it does help kind of create, mm-hmm. you know, give you some more validation maybe on, mm-hmm. on some of the things that we're talking about. So the other thing that I think we really should dive into a little bit is, and was a huge component of the close encounters of the fifth kind documentary was just the science of consciousness and sort of Dr. Greer's approach to it and his views on it and how that correlates with his CE five protocols. And how in fact do you communicate with these extraterrestrials? So before we get into that, we wanna thank our last sponsors for today. Do you believe that it's possible for our minds to have control over matter in any way, shape, or form? So it'd be anything around us in the physical world. Like mind over on, matter, literally? Yeah, literally mind over matter. Where mind is more powerful than everything around us. And that. We our consciousness is capable of altering the very fabric of our reality on the quantum level. So to simplify that, we're talking about consciousness and in the idea that consciousness is obviously this mystery. We don't know exactly where it lies, we don't know exactly what it even is. But what we do know is that consciousness, you know, is a very powerful thing. And our consciousness is obviously tied into, you know, the quantum level of of everything i mean it's clearly tied into you know whether you want to call it dimensions or the fabric of of reality there's a connection there and through that are we able to put forth intentions towards something and have it actually have an, a physical effect on that thing or manifestation ch- or that?
2: right i mean yeah. i personally believe yeah it you I've could, seen absolutely it in my
1: manifestation life. yep so you're putting these intentions out into the universe as we say mm-hmm. and things happen
0: speaking it into existence right not
1: necessarily on the spot or immediately but with time if you you know if you believe in manifestation those things are going to come come to you eventually and it may not be the way that you think it's going to come to you but just that very thought of of you know wanting that thing or wanting something to happen are you in fact affecting something Mm -hmm. along the line that is putting that into motion for you a lot of people would say no, but other people would say yes.
0: I say yes, personally.
1: Because, I mean, My there's there's been studies that are really interesting where people have been able to shift random number generators with just their thoughts. And it's a good study because a random number generator is an example of a quantum process. And people with just using their intentions were able to actually shift the outcome, which is really interesting. It kind of, It definitely kind of proves this idea that you know, we are able to make things happen at the quantum level mm-hmm. just using our minds. And this was this was really interesting because um, this is all kind of ties into the CE five protocols and how you you know contact extraterrestrials and how just basically all other life in the universe, intelligent life in the universe, interacts with one another. We're all plugged into the you know the fabric of reality. The quantum level of the universe i mean we're talking the very core foundation of what makes up everything so another person that's done some research on this whole mind matter connection is dr masaru emoto and i'm pretty sure we've actually talked about the experiments that he did in our water episode right i don't remember so his experiment is basically if you look at the structures of water molecules and you know as they crystallize depending on the actual intentions or emotions that are put forward towards this water molecule it will crystallize in a different way depending on if it's positive or a negative emotion which is really interesting Mm -hmm. now there's a lot of controversy with this because people think this is just like pseudoscience like there's not really I, i think there's some you know debate on whether this is really scientific or not
0: but i mean they have microscopic images of this
1: right right
0: there's proof right it's pretty interesting stuff i don't know if we did talk about it in our water episode him specifically but we did talk about the concept
1: right so if you look at these pictures basically you're seeing water molecules you know with emotions like compassion put forward towards them or thank you saying thank you to the water or wisdom, and what you see as a result is the crystals form into these beautiful uh, geometric shapes as you would imagine they would, I guess.
0: Almost like a snowflake.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where on the other hand, if you put forward negative emotions towards the water, play heavy metal music, or say I will kill you, or you fool, you get just kind of this jumbled mess. Interesting. So I mean, that's really take that with a grain of salt but it is cool if that is in fact true that you can have an effect over things on you know the molecular level which is pretty cool so all that research and evidence kind of goes into dr greer's whole ce5 initiative so when we say close encounters of the fifth kind we're talking about five different levels of close encounters actually The first kind of encounter is just a visual sighting of a UFO. The second kind would be some sort of physical evidence, such as impressions on the ground, or scorch marks, or crop crop circles, Mm -hmm. oftentimes associated with UFO sightings. The third kind would actually be seeing the occupants of the particular spacecraft, or UFO. The fourth kind would be where a human is actually brought on board the spacecraft. And then the fifth kind, is human-initiated communication with extraterrestrials, so interstellar communication. So that leads us to how exactly do you do the CE5 protocol? And a lot, there is an app actually out there called uh, CE5 uh, that Dr. Greer put out. And of course, we we're like, oh, he's just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ten dollars or whatever. But honestly, well, a lot. Yeah, I, I bought to it. Talk
0: to aliens. You did.
1: Yeah, I bought it. It's actually a pretty cool app. Oh, can I see it? It's got Load a lot up. on it.
0: I want to see it. I don't
1: even have my phone with me right now. Oh, but damn. we'll we'll put some some uh pictures on the screen, some footage of the app.
0: Have you played with it yet or yeah. done anything with it? Yeah,
1: he has like guided meditations because at the root of the CE5 protocols is obviously meditation. You want to find somewhere quiet to sit. Oftentimes it helps to have multiple people come together because it's more powerful that way if you come together somewhere quiet, you want to go out somewhere usually. Into a space where there's no, you know, other sounds or possible forms of interference that could, you know, you might mistake for a UFO or alien, for that matter. Right. And once you do, that's when you start doing meditation. So with the app, he actually has guided meditations that he does recordings of Dr. Greer leading you in these meditations, and a lot of his, um, a lot of his methods are all kind of sourced from. The, the Vedas and this there's a ceremony he does called the puja, which is something Ooh, yeah. that's been done for a very long time. Yeah, very cool. Mm. And it's all very, very ancient knowledge and forms of meditation that he does. And basically what you do is this whole mind over matter. You literally meditate, you get yourself to that space and then you call out. You literally put your intentions out there like, please come visit us telepathically yeah yeah Yeah. kind of put those those words out and into the universe and hope somebody hears them Mm. telepathically i guess you know
0: that maybe that your vibration becomes strong enough that it can be heard right
1: can your call be heard out there Mm. and what he's proven and shown through the ce5 expeditions and especially when he's along because obviously he's going to be you know far more advanced in this this these protocols that he's developed than the average person is because mm-hmm. you do you know it is very much based in meditation and being able to raise your awareness and your consciousness to a level where you can actually you know get on that same wavelength with some of these beings that are out there
0: and meditation really does take a lot of practice to get to that type right. of level where right. you can actually clear you know time that long and get into that state for a period of time God, I mean it's hard to do. It yeah. is really hard to do. Like I struggle even to do a meditation past like 20 minutes. It's right. normally my breaking point at the absolute longest time. Yeah. So it's
1: hard to yeah. do hour do mm-hmm. hours at a time mm-hmm. like that takes a lot of serious practice. Yeah. And so that's that's essentially what they do when we're talking about these close encounter with fifth kind expeditions that Dr. Greer does. He basically goes out with a group of individuals who are interested in and in doing this and they get together and he leads you in this meditation. You know, he does this puja ceremony and that's when things start to happen. And there's been tons of people who've been on these expeditions that have seen some really, really cool stuff,
0: including Demi Lovato.
1: Yeah. We yeah. just
0: talked about her recently. Demi in the Dez.
1: Yep. Demi went out mm-hmm. on expedition and she came back with photographic evidence too. Yeah. Of some, some orbs that she saw. Yeah. We'll put it in some very interesting things. So, I mean, that's a, if you take Demi Lovato seriously or think she has an ounce mm-hmm. of credibility, I mean, is she lying? Probably not.
0: Why would she be lying?
1: Right. Why would anyone lie about something like this? Yeah.
0: It seems like, yeah, if you, mm, that'd be, that'd be pretty strange <laughs> career move for her to like completely be yeah. out there faking all this.
2: When Josh saying like, why would anyone lie about that? I don't know. I'm, I think people would lie. Some people like, would, but people you want think attention. all of these people could no. be lying? Oh, I don't think everyone, everyone's like, no, 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 no. But like but maybe some like, people there. I think a lot of people would be like, no, oh, i sure he saw it. Like, yeah, don't you don't know. want to be the
0: one in the group who didn't see. So it's like, yeah, I saw what everyone else saw. But also
1: like faking evidence, like faking photographs. Like it's, very, it's more rare that somebody who's lying about having an experience or an encounter like this goes and then creates a bunch of fake photographs, fake videos. But what's really the point? You?
0: Like, do you, I know sometimes hoaxers make money, but it's very rare to actually make money off of a hoax. And what would Demi Lovato have? Like, what would her reasoning to...
2: Oh, yeah. I'm not saying she's right? lying.
0: No, I know. I'm just saying in general, people that don't believe her, mm-hmm. you know? Why would she... God, I mean, this is a... She's a very famous person with a huge career on the yeah. line. And for her yeah. to come out and say that she believes in this and has seen it firsthand, it's done it, It's pretty huge. I doubt she's just making it all up, you know? So, yeah, if you discount Dr. Greer's CE5s, you kind of have to discount everyone who's had these experiences. And that's kind of hard to do. I mean, the more... And the more you hear, like in in this documentary, you hear a lot of people's stories. And it just, I mean, I don't, these people aren't coming across to me as liars. No. And for what? No. For what?
1: Well, and in one case, there is an individual who was on a C-5 expedition Mm -hmm. and he actually was, I think he was deaf Mm -hmm. and he had hearing aids. And one night they were out there and he had, this like red orb just show up. And he was like one of the only ones to witness this. And he asked kindly to whatever this thing was, to, you know, if you're able to help me and able to heal my hearing, can you do it please? And lo and behold, and he ended up having this whole experience where this thing was like getting bigger and like almost like responding to him telepathically. Mm uh having this really weird experience and then he went to bed that night like normal and the next morning he woke up he forgot to put his hearing aids in and he went to breakfast with the rest of the group mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he realized that he could hear everybody at the table and even multiple tables uh farther away and he was like whoa i don't have my
2: that's insane
1: literally healed
2: but so, how do we know that's like 100 percent
1: true
0: you don't you, you don't. don't you have you to don't. believe this guy's story i mean and why would he be out here saying that he right. To support I mean,
1: Dr. Greer, maybe sure, but yeah,
0: okay. I guess you can make that argument. Maybe he's like paid off by Dr. Greer. Right, to that's say what that. people say. I mean, it's a huge claim. It's like wow. And p- normally, I don't believe that type of thing, and it's I struggle with it. But like this dude literally doesn't wear his hearing aids anymore. Yeah. I mean, why is why would he do this? And is
1: he just faking it? He literally showed his hearing aids and what he was yeah. wearing, and I mean, and I don't
0: know. That's that is. That is a huge claim to say i was healed by an alien like i'm or, sure some of our audience is like ah. yeah i don't know that's that's tough that's a big big claim
1: it is and and there's apparently a picture of one of these dr Greer calls them master healers and the picture is an enhanced photo uh, that was taken because what they do is they set up a bunch of cameras at the CE5s and mm-hmm. and oftentimes in just the the raw photo, there's nothing in it. But you have to enhance it with different filters and different things like that. And you actually start seeing shit, Make which contrast. people say, yeah. oh, well, you know, you start manipulating photos. How do we know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what if that's actually there? And you don't know. You don't. But some of the images these captured do kind of look kind of interesting. I mean, the one of the master healer, it looks kind of like a almost like it reminds me of like a praying mantis type type being if you look at it. it's got kind hey. of a, a triangle shaped head in a way yeah. it looks like it's got little arms and apparently this was the master healer that happened to be at the group uh that that previous night i believe and may have been the the being that healed this guy and so very controversial. I mean, mm-hmm. people are going to, people are, a lot of people are just like, oh, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Like, how do we know? I get There's it. no way to know. And, and I see you should be somewhat skeptical of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess you really remain skeptical until you go and experience this firsthand. Mm-hmm. And in, in the film, I mean, the last 30 minutes of it is just tons of, of people talking about their experiences and even people that weren't with Dr. Greer having experiences just using his protocols. Uh, and following the app and i mean it's not like the app just like calls in the aliens for you like you you do still <laughs> have to do the work it's not like you you know
2: yeah that definitely does it's like it. the tiktok trend now it's like hey guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to be calling in the aliens like see what comes up on my yeah
0: app. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it still requires it's definitely got work. a kind of strange feel to it though you know mm-hmm. download this alien app to contact the aliens yeah like, it sounds crazy <laughs> it, it really does. does sound crazy um but i don't know i want I would love to go on a C5. Doctor Greer, take us all on a C5. Well, he us used three to will go.
1: do them in Crestone, Colorado, yeah. which we've all stayed. Yeah, in we Crestone. love Crestone. It's so cool. It's right mm-hmm. by Hooper, Colorado, which is uh, there's actually a UFO like memorial there, like a yeah, tower there, <laughs> and uh, that whole valley, the San Luis Valley, in uh, San Luis, San Luis Valley. Sorry, in Colorado mm-hmm. is a UFO hotspot. Like, there's yeah. just tons and tons of sightings over the years near the sand dunes. And mm-hmm. some of the evidence he shows in the film was actually captured in Crestone, Colorado, which is really cool. I hope, I hope he comes back to Colorado one day and I'd yeah. love to go on one with him. Sure. He will. I really hope so. But let's, let's, before we wrap things up, let's look at some of the evidence that was put forward uh, by Dr. Greer. So some really, really cool stuff. So here's a clip from Vero beach, Florida from February, 2015. And it's pretty cool what they captured.
5: So what I'd like to discuss now is an overview of the uh, consciousness, the science of consciousness specifically as it applies to uh, training and meditation and the phases of development for remote viewing and doing the coherent thought sequencing, so that you have a very clear understanding of it. What is that orange, orange, orange object? Look how beautiful! Oh, whoa! Oh my God! Whoa! whoa just makes, don't, don't, don't pop too up, much. Please, uh, crouch down and look, because you'll we'll block our cameras. Wow! Those behind me may move and stand up, because. Okay, that you see that color? Yeah. That's not a plane. No, no, oh no! That's not a no, that's that's so a ship. So let's thank them for coming. Wow, and it's above the sea level. Please turn off your night scope, Charles. Off. Someone's infrared or whatever. Yeah, that's Charles. Oh, Oh, whoa. Oh, Oh, here they come. There are two. Whoever's right in the front, if you can kind of just stay low, because your head is right... You can get on your knees in front of you. Look at this, how gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm looking with the night scopes. There's no smoke. There's no trails. These are not flares. And Oh, my okay, goodness. Okay, let's welcome them here. Oh, they're, they're so beautiful. They, they're waiting for us to arrive. Whoa. The Jacques, please photograph. Yeah, all all cab- cameras should be filming. So connect to them in your consciousness and invite them here. These are the golden ones I talked about. See how gold park yeah. because the horizon is only seven to 10 miles depending on the conditions, so. It's probably a couple miles. Everybody wow. see them? Yeah. yeah, they're so beautiful. Let's welcome their uh, beings on board to join us in meditation. That is such a beautiful color, so you'll never forget that color. This is huge. Yeah, this is a major event. So, we are grateful. So, open your heart chakra and send them the beauty of humanity. And if you uh, can see what I'm doing, you connect with your palms out like this, and your third eye and your heart, making like a tetrahedron radiating our pureness and love towards them. They emerge from the sky, but they're very, very close to the ocean. They're just hovering.
1: That's pretty amazing evidence. I mean, that's. I don't know how you really like refute Wait, yeah. that.
5: Yeah, can't really fake that. That, I mean, that would
1: seem pretty anything, legit. You can argue
2: that it's something else.
1: I mean, they slowed it down so you could see it a little bit better, but.
2: Imagine literally being there and seeing. I would be like, "Holy shit!" I know, I'd be freaking <laughs> out.
1: So is that just a coincidence that those showed up out of nowhere, literally manifested right above the ocean like that, or did this? You know ce5 protocols bring them in
0: yeah i mean it's like is he just lucky and seeing this stuff i I don't know i certainly don't have the answers i'd like to experience this for myself i would so love to go on Mm -hmm. one of these and just yeah no i know we can conjure up that sounds kind of bad, huh?
1: Conjure.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, don't say <laughs>
0: that. We're not trying to conjure demons, Kendall. Okay, like. No, I know, but
1: if we want to do that, I know exactly the oh, way to do it. Oh
0: my god, no!
1: Come join me on lights out.
0: No, dude. At the Ouija board. Out. I just, I don't know. It's it's just it's tough. But I have seen some videos that are similar to that, where it almost looks like a second sun, and I've seen other people reacting the same way, like, "What is this?" And
1: well, it's maybe... interesting if you heard in that clip. He says, these are the golden ones. Mm -hmm. It it was like as if he had already met them before. We were talking
2: about or I was talking about. Mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm.
1: He clearly like knew that that was going to happen in some sense. Like he either. Yeah, he didn't seem super shocked. Mm -hmm. No, he was like, oh, they're here. Mm -hmm. Welcome them. You know, let's try to connect with them. And I think a lot of skeptics would watch that and be like, this is fucking. (laughs) This guy's out of his mind. Like, what is he talking about? The golden ones acting like he's having a chit chat with these aliens and he's just telling the rest of the group about. But
0: maybe he really is.
1: That's the thing is you just don't know. You yeah, just you don't really know. Don't. Let's look at some other evidence here. This this okay. is this stuff is pretty interesting some of the different images he's captured.
5: We were in France and this thing flashed in this is me and there's a way about 60 people. There was an admiral in the military minister of defense who was there incognito and this strange ghost-like thing partially materialized. You see people turning around. It was visible with the naked eye, it was not fully there. I had a puja table set up over here which is, I do a Sanskrit ceremony where I do Sanskrit and and then I do a puja and we meditate and it puts people into a state of consciousness uh, that is very cosmic and that's when they appear. So they always arrive for the puja. I believe Sanskrit actually came from another star system.
0: That's really interesting.
1: The Pooja, man. Mm
3: -hmm. The Pooja the key. Sounds like the way.
1: Which is interesting because it kind of makes a lot of sense. I mean, if there's anybody that knows, you know, the true nature of the universe and probably the secrets and (laughs) if there's aliens or not, it was probably, Mm -hmm. you know, an ancient culture like that going all the way back to uh, the Hindus. And
0: even had contact. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And there's, I mean, you kind of going down the ancient aliens route there and maybe there is a lot of validity to that, that these ancient cultures were, in contact with mm-hmm. other beings from other other worlds, and, and just so, the fact
0: that they were so in tune with their consciousness right. and meditation, and they understood how important this was so long ago, which right. just shows you this. We've clearly lost touch as a right. society as a whole,
1: and a lot of people believe that's on purpose. That we mm-hmm. we actually were that makes sense. highly intelligent conscious beings at one point, and as you know, we've gone through time and things have modernized, and you know. Governments have come into place. We've we've declined immensely and hopefully we're experiencing a second awakening right now but the other thing I wanted to bring up too is that He was talking about how these things You know materialize and dematerialize and how oftentimes what we're actually seeing is is them not fully materializing into You know our our three-dimensional world and in fact, we're seeing you know them kind of in between dimensions oftentimes like there's this dimensional bleeding that happens where they're kind of still in one dimension, but they're also still in another. That's why they're not, Mm -hmm. people are like, well, why can't they ever come completely into full physical Mm -hmm. form where it's like clear as day. Mm -hmm. And he's saying that because they're of a higher consciousness and dimension and that they're, they're not, you know, they're not able to do that or they don't want to do that because of maybe there's some ramifications to Mm -hmm. completely materializing into our, you know the dimension of our world as opposed to staying mm-hmm. in there it's like maybe that's the best they can do without completely coming into it and not mm-hmm. being able to get back mm-hmm. so that there could sense. be reasons for why kind of like
0: dipping in yeah.
1: exactly there, there could be reasons for why a lot of mm-hmm. ufos are orbs and kind of these lights it's almost like tons of different forms of light that are coming through like it's interesting mm-hmm. that light is the one thing that can transcend the dimensions, dimensions. yeah so Very, very interesting. This next bit is also probably one of the most interesting bits that he's captured, to me at least.
5: Now, this is beautiful. We were at this uh, on the beach, and this appears right on the sand in front of me. And you can see the eyes very faintly. It's barely in this dimension. It's very crystalline. Uh, It's pitch black on this beach. This would be a beautiful cover for a book. Someday. My sixth book, maybe. But uh, this being highly intelligent, an extraterrestrial civilization at the level of the celestial. So it it, it visualized humanity evolving to the point that everyone on Earth were in cosmic consciousness and enlightenment. That's what we're talking about. Half a million to a billion years ahead of us. You can fill in the blanks on that.
1: That, to me, is really wild because he's what he's talking about is at the celestial form of consciousness or civilization we're talking about all of us being like angelic creatures basically where we're all we're, we're so highly evolved that we're not even contained by a physical body anymore we're basically an angel or like the angel's the best way to describe like a tangible idea of what these things are. They're, they're the almost like state. gods. Like they're in the, yeah, they're at one of the highest states of consciousness possible isn't for that a being the,
0: on the Carter's scale. If we bring that up again, that's the highest state. Well, the Carter's actually being a God,
1: right? Exactly. Yep. Yep. It's being at the top of the scale. Exactly. Okay. So that's what he said, visited him. What was interesting to me? And I think some people might catch this. He's like, that would make a great, great, you know, book cover. My sixth book. Oh, yeah. he says that in there, and mm-hmm. a lot of people would be like, "Oh, there you go. You know, this is all just you know him trying to sell books." and I'm like, "He sells books because people, you know, his knowledge he wants to share. Not not because I think he wants to be famous or rich. I don't think and he." A cares lot of people though
0: argue though, make it free then. You know, right? Why doesn't he? Right?
1: Why does he? If this he's is obviously got to fund
0: his work, but
1: in his life, so he yeah. did was a doctor, so you know he's got to fund fund yeah. his family and everything.
0: Yeah, I see people's criticisms,
1: though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's. And I mean, I want to see the bigger picture, too. Like that was a little that was clearly an enhanced picture, too, Mm -hmm. that, you know, like I doubt that that's the raw image that was captured. No, no, no. Because they're just taking bunches of photos when they're doing these ceremonies and they're doing stuff Mm -hmm. and therefore afterwards enhancing it with software. And and that's when they start seeing things like that. But he sa- I'm pretty sure he said that he saw this just in front of his own eyes and that, that he captured that light being. So I don't know. It, it, it is really interesting. And then, of course, there's Bijou, which we've, we've Bijou. already talked about before, which is another uh, extraterrestrial being that visited uh, their group at one of their CE5s. And he said, you know, if you look at the raw picture, you can't see anything. It's pitch dark. But then after enhancing it, that's when they discovered this being that was there. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Greer said, you know, he was communicating with this being and this being told him his name was Bijou and he was from Andromeda. And I think a lot of people would be like, sure, bro.
2: Well, the fact <laughs> that there was nothing in the original and then he had after enhancing it was like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. People are like, that's bullshit. Then like, yeah. you could easily create something out of an image like that. Like, how do we know that's real? We, we don't. We don't know. So we're just taking his word for it at this point, but he obviously clearly truly believes in what he's doing. He really truly believes that he's understands consciousness on a very, very deep level, probably more so than many neurologists and scientists would even say they understand it. I mean, I think uh, a neurologist would be like, this guy needs to see a neurologist. Like there's (laughs) something, something going on with him because he's creating all of these, these things in his head. and, you know, making people believe that they're real when maybe in fact, they're not.
0: I just, I just don't personally get that vibe. Like I definitely see why people think that and why people are skeptical, but something about him just screams genuine to me. And I don't know if that's just naive, but what he believes really happens to line up with what I believe as far as certain conspiracies, what he believes, what he doesn't believe, just his kind of view of everything is already what I believe before I started hearing him really. Right. So I don't know. If I I'm, you know, skeptical of most people in the alien world. I'm least skeptical of well I'm least skeptical of Bob Lazar. He's the real, he's like anything Bob says, I believe. Um, but Dr. Greer, I don't know. He he's up there. He's someone I tend to want to believe more than others, but it's also because I'm like his, his, view of things is very appealing.
2: Well, I was gonna say that's like human nature, right? To right. like believe things that you already believe that feels good, like you mm-hmm. want people to agree with you. So like naturally, if you find someone who believes the same thing as you, you're gonna be like, oh, well, yeah. of course. like
0: Yeah, and it's like, Dr. Greer says yeah. aliens aren't a threat, so yeah. I shouldn't be scared. And right. But then it's like, you hear other people talk about it and they say that they definitely could be a threat. In fact, they already are. Like some people make a completely different argument. So it's just hard with so much information and not a lot confirmed to really believe anything when it comes to this 100%. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't want to yeah. commit to the Dr. Greer train completely. Cause I mean, if you believe in everything he says, it, it negates a lot of other things. And so, yeah.
1: And I think ultimately he would say, go and experience it for yourself. Like, yeah.
0: And I think I would need to do that. Prove, to really prove, prove that this
1: like is this. true by trying it for yourself and seeing, seeing if, it works for you. Then
0: take us out to the des, Dr. Greer. We are ready to see the aliens.
1: We're out to the mountains even. We could go anywhere. You can do it anywhere. That's the thing about it. People do it all over the world. There's groups all over the world. And that's what the app does too, is they can connect you with C5 yeah, I'm groups. just kidding. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Only in the desert.
1: <laughs> Very true. Well, here's here's a review I wanted to read on this whole film in Variety.com magazine. And it's it's pretty harsh. But I think it's important to to read this because We got to look at both sides fairly. Mm -hmm. So this review said part of the strange psychology of our time involves people with vast platforms stating things that aren't true as if they were true and doing it often enough that they believe it themselves.
0: Okay, real fast just to go off of that yes that is a true statement but it doesn't mean that every single person speaking with a platform about something is saying something that's not true right like yes there are people with platforms of course that say things that aren't true and there are everyone with a platform is spewing lies
1: no but there are people in this world of aliens and ufos and i won't name any names that are very much doing this that are saying that they they contact aliens they know aliens they are a part of these special programs that they Mm -hmm. they go out and they do all (laughs) Mm -hmm. this stuff and there's off world bases and it gets just wild and in reality it it seems to all be a bunch of bullshit a big fairy tale Mm -hmm. and yet it does seem like these individuals go on believing that this is in fact true when it's not and almost creating a cult following as a result of it people that are are dedicated to these people because they truly believe these people do have this special knowledge from it's so easy to be like oh yeah i have insiders and whistleblowers who are in all of these these programs that we're mm-hmm. talking about that have given me this information it's anybody can do that but to have the proof behind it is is another thing so it goes on to say and this was this was interesting too that we didn't bring up yet when dr greer chokes up into what they said an oprah moment <laughs> and weeps on camera at the thought of all the people on his team who've either committed suicide or been assassinated. And yes, he says this. You're seeing a man who will go the extra mile to sell his snake oil. What do you think about that?
3: Yeah, do you remember that part? Yeah, that? yeah, I
0: do. And I mean, he has proof that some of his fr- his teammates did or they were afraid or been harassed. Like It's not just completely made up. So I guess they're arguing that he's just making all that up to make, to hit people's emotions and then sell them things. Right. Okay. Okay. I can see, see that side maybe.
1: And I think it'd be easier to see that side too, if you didn't know him prior to this Mm -hmm. film, I think if you jumped into this film as your first Dr. Greer film, you would be, you you could easily get to that, that conclusion.
0: Okay. So the end of this says Stephen Greer seems Nice, seems sincere and intelligent, but he's also got prattling on the mouth of touch of new age narcissism. What is new age narcissism?
1: This is a whole thing. So anyone
0: who's new age, it it just makes you narcissistic.
1: A lot of people think that because because if you think about it, a lot of the people in the new like, there's a lot of people that are, you know, not knowledgeable on new age subjects that are very much narcissistic that it does That's become true. about them that and, is very and true and cults start as a result totally. of that yeah, yeah. we yeah. know so you that be as careful. a fact be so skeptical.
0: but it's interesting that okay so they end it by saying the narrative he spins is so extreme that you either buy it or you don't wow groundbreaking statement there. <laughs> but i don't it's like they didn't really make any points about why he's what he's saying is actually not true or actually debunk him like people make all these other points about him but it's never actually getting at the information that he's sharing
1: right or at least not all of it right you know well because i think i think he does you know he he does in a way come off as i'm the you know i without saying it like he's he's so intelligent i guess you could say that he doesn't need to say i'm the one who is bringing he doesn't like make it about himself ever but in a way he implies it because he's like well these are and he's very careful about how he goes about explaining these things because he could have just gone and be like started the documentary with you know i was on on board a spaceship <laughs> yeah, a where they told me off, about though. the ce5 protocols right that's good that's point. left out but no, that's in his book the documents,
0: right right started so the, the move started with the
1: So if you dig in deeper and you look at it deeper than what the film suggests, because not everything about Dr. Greer or his experiences are in his films. The Mm -hmm. films are very much kind of filtered in a way that they present. They really look good. They really look professional. They really look like he's scientific. He's bringing all this evidence to the table. And yet when you do find out, oh, well he literally, you know, he has been touched by extraterrestrials. He's been on board craft. He's, you know, he's been at this for a long time, then he knows himself that that's going to make, that's going to cause people to lose mm-hmm. interest quickly with him because that's just mm-hmm. crazy to most people. People are like, yeah, right, dude, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Yeah, and he I mean. can't prove that. So he's focusing on the things he can prove. And that's what he's putting in his films is the evidence in the CE five film. It's all the documents and declassified stuff mm-hmm. that he throws at you in unacknowledged. But at the end of the day, when you, if you look at it from a, you know, aerial point of view at everything you realize that okay well you know it's it's really kind of up in the air you have to you juggle the information because he throws so much at you that it kind of overwhelms you and kind of overloads you and so you're like god this guy must be telling the truth because Mm -hmm. look at all these documents look at all these things he's putting forth look at all these pictures and videos of ufos that he has and you're like god this guy must have this stuff
0: Yeah, you feel like that but then at the same time that's where it gets dangerous right is where you start thinking this person has all the answers right. everything that comes out of this person's mouth is true right. and it's like there's there's got to be some things that right yeah and yeah, my whole you gotta thing stay skeptical in a way and my, I my whole thing look really get that
1: the reason why i like you said i'm with you i think that there's a lot of things that do connect the dots i think he does connect the dots on a lot of the conspiracies and just the whole suppression of disclosure i'm i'm totally on board all of that i think where i get skeptical is his whole explanation of consciousness because i truly don't believe that anyone knows the mystery of consciousness i don't think anybody knows the different levels of it i think that i think it's a great theory i think it it could be true absolutely
0: maybe he just understands a very basic level of it though
1: well, it doesn't seem like it. He's talking about celestial beings on, right. you know, he so he does. Like, he's yeah. explaining mm-hmm. it as if he knows exactly what it is. And that's, that's always dangerous. Like when he mm-hmm. does his seminars, he's mm-hmm. never like, well, you this know, I just want to get right. Yeah. This is my thoughts. Versus, and opinion. This is
0: what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He mm-hmm.
1: teaches it as if this I is have what all it the is. Answers. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's where a lot of people lose it with him is that he I don't know. I've never been to a seminar. I might be wrong. So hopefully, you know, if he's listening to this, I want to know that I, I've never seen you in person. I don't know if you give that sort of disclosure or disclaimer before you, you give your, your talks or even at the CE fives that I, I don't claim to know any, know everything. I don't claim to know that this is hundred percent true, but based on my experience, this is what I've found. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen online and from his films is that he, comes across as very much of like i am the expert on this i do know Mm -hmm. based on you know these things and i'm a doctor and i understand yeah he's
0: basically saying i'm this gifted being
1: yeah i've been gifted this Mm -hmm. mission to do this and therefore
0: the majority of us wouldn't have those answers and like you were saying are we even meant to understand consciousness to that level Is is a human supposed to right so if he if he does is that saying he's beyond human right so yeah i Yeah,
1: And my other part. That's hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. My other thing too is that if, you know, he liked, he's, his whole thing with this film at the end is like, we all need to reach out in, you know, universal peace and cosmic consciousness in order to communicate and bypass, you know, the department of defense and the Mm -hmm. militaries and the governments and not let them control how we communicate with these other civilizations. We need to go directly to them. And therefore, that's how we're going to change the planet is all of us coming together, reaching out together as people, communicating with them. And my whole thing is if that were the case and that were the truth and this is really how it works, I just have a hard time believing they'd let him be out here giving seminars, putting movies on TV Mm -hmm. if that was the truth.
0: Right. That's always a big argument, too, which I mean, people will say, though, that he if you reach a certain level of fame that they can't take you out necessarily because it would cause too many issues. It could validate what you were saying if you were, you know, murdered. Or true. Something. But
1: he started this 20 plus years ago. I mean, he mm-hmm. but he's been at the CE 5 stuff for a long time well, and Bob that, was
0: are still alive. Yeah, he's, but
1: he's not out here talking about right, he aliens. He's pro. never even talked about aliens. No, really. That's true. It's true. He said, yeah, we have this technology that appears to be extraterrestrial.
0: Well, maybe they just know that people don't not that many people take him seriously or they'll just be like, yeah, we're not no enough people. Him. Right maybe i don't know i want to know what our audience thinks about this though i want to know what you think about dr greer what do you think about the whole idea of aliens being threats or are they are they friend or foe i really want to know the answer to that question as far as what you guys think um because what do you every think? i mean i don't fucking know it's it seems like with how many species of aliens there probably are the universe is so big they're all friendly Maybe the ones that can travel to us. Maybe there are threats out there, but they're not intelligent enough to travel. I don't really know what I think. I don't know.
1: I think it comes I down no to. I, I think it comes down to, you know, how much knowledge does, you know, how much, how much farther in technology and science are we really than what we are able to access as the public? Because I think that'll tell us a lot i think if we do find out i think if two of the stars does come out and say here watch this like we all get to witness a flying saucer do these maneuvers and disappear and appear like i think that will really kind of like i would do a lot solidify things for us but until we see evidence of of that technology that isn't a a grainy you know a a low quality video or an enhanced photo or Mm -hmm. something like that i think you have to remain skeptical to some extent or until you experience it yourself and you truly believe but Ultimately, I think that there's likely tons of life out there. I think there's tons of extraterrestrial species out there. But at the same time, I'm like there is a possibility that maybe they haven't they haven't found us or there's just no interest in us because if we are looking at these scales we're talking about, we're low. We are primitive as fuck. Like we're
0: And what if there's many others like us too?
1: We're yeah. not that special and there's not worth really spending
0: life. a lot of time on. Mm-hmm. I we're know we talk- think we're very special. The aliens are so interested in us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When in know. reality it might all just be a complete mm-hmm. fictional thing. I mean, I still go back to this idea of UFOs are time travelers. Like
0: I know, you do future
1: mm-hmm. humans. Like maybe if future humans are visiting us. Is that and,
0: what Dr. Gersing? seeing?
1: I don't know, maybe. Or maybe or my other thought too, and from a paranormal perspective, I really think that there's a there's a likelihood that maybe what he's actually communicating with isn't aliens at all that in fact it's some type of spiritual being so it could be something from a spiritual realm we could be talking with angels demons or you know and and that's just a name to put on it but Mm -hmm. some type of of interdimensional being something that's not necessarily from another star system but rather just another parallel universe or another dimension to to the universe that we aren't able to access or see and he's he is gifted and able to communicate with these things because you know I think some people are just gifted psychically, so if that's a word, psychically, but <laughs>
3: Psychic I think really. some
1: people do have gifts and they are able to to have these abilities that others don't, or we just haven't realized in ourselves yet. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: You can go you go on. <laughs> I know with this. we could.
0: We definitely could. Um but yeah, maybe one day we'll actually get the man himself on yeah, the show. Yeah, I mean
1: I, there's a lot of a lot of really good questions. I think so many people just fuck up when they interview him. They don't ever ask him the, like, the right things, the yeah. right things because people don't do the research on him. Oh, but, We'd have
0: such a good conversation
1: because I, I, I would love to hear. I'd love to give him opportunity to really answer some of these questions and skepticisms and, and hear like, I'm sure he gets hammered with these all the time. I'd oh, love yeah. to hear his answers to them and how he would explain it to somebody who's like, I don't believe you, Dr. Gert, prove it to me mm-hmm. and have him explain, you know, mm-hmm. it a little bit more. So yeah, we'll try to good. do that.
0: Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> We'll see. We're gonna to try to get to a, an office or a studio one day that has good internet. Cause
1: yeah, not out in our, uh, we got the best in the garage here. our Backyard garage, so Dang.
0: it's okay. We tried.
1: <laughs> we do try. <laughs> we'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode. There, definitely let us know your thoughts on Doctor Greer, the CE5 protocols, or maybe if you've ever tried them out yourself. Mm-hmm. And we'll of course link his his information, his channel, his app too, if you want to check that out. It is a really cool app, and and try it out for yourself and just see what happens. I mean. What do you got to lose, really? I mean, other than 10 bucks, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And then also, before we go, I just wanted to mention to you guys that we did create an official. Mile Hire Homies Facebook page. You guys have been requesting a Facebook group or it's a group. Sorry, I'm not really in with the Facebook
1: logo. We have it's a, a page, but then there's a Yeah, we have a page group and we have group. a group.
0: We have a private closed group that you can request to join. It's actually monitored by us and we're active on it. So if you want to join and have some conversations about Dr. Greer and whatever else we get into on this show, then head over there. We'll have that linked below. And yeah, that is it. For us today, Josh. What do you that think is we have it. to say? Anything else? <laughs> nope. And as always, don't forget to take your mind a mile high.